He's a monster. A pure psycho. I can't believe I didn't see the signs when he started to snap, but I'm just glad we captured him before he could hurt anyone else. He's much safer in the basement. Here than in some county jail. They'd most likely handcuff him to a bar outside to smoke and let him get away like those assholes in Caddis did a few years ago. Anyway, are you sure you're okay with this? I'll be fine. I mean, you have him locked up, right? Yep, he's behind some glass. All right, let's just make this quick, shall we? Uh, using you on the podcast is pretty clever, don't you think? I don't know what you mean. Using a pretty young thing like you? You gain tons of listeners with your assets. <clears throat> just be sure to remember the rules. Do not touch the glass. Do not approach the glass. If he passes anything, do not accept it. Let me show you why. Last week we moved Justin so we could clean out his makeshift cell. When my friend that was helping me removed his restraints, he did this to him. His pulse never got over 85, even when he bit it off. (laughs) Jesus fucking Christ! Anyway, we keep him down there, just past the furnace and all the Christmas decorations. I put a chair out for you. (laughs) Great, thanks. Remember, stay away from the glass. Don't worry. I'll be watching. You'll do fine. Good morning. Good morning, Justin. May I speak with you? Are you the new EP? May I see your credentials? Closer. Closer. That says associate. You're not really the podcast EP, are you? No, I'm just helping out while you're in here. I can smell your beaver. Excuse me? Imitation vanilla, made from the anal glands of beavers. I can smell it. Oh yeah, I baked you some cookies. Ah, you wear Reba's fancy lipstick and smoke Marlboro Smooths in a boy box. Sometimes you smoke camels, but not today. That'd be impressive if we didn't know each other, Justin. I brought some questions from Mike. He wants to interview a serial killer for the podcast. No, no, no. These won't do. Did you come up with these all by yourself? Yes, I did. Mike must be very busy to send a rookie to do his work. You know what you look like to me with your nice bag and your sensible footwear? You look like Miranda Lambert met Jodie Foster's stylist. Uh, Miranda, there's a call for you. Booty call! Take your time. I'm just gonna feed Justin. It was just Joey. He needed me to... What's going on? Welcome back, Miranda. Please, sit. Justin, why are you out of your cell? And why does Mike look like he's on heroin? Miranda, sit. Mike, drink your wine. Mike, I I don't think you should. Sit. Now. Ah, goddamn, that's fresh. Not bad, but the next course is to die for. Holy fence post digger, what the... Justin, what are you doing? You see, Miranda, the brain feels no pain. For example, our dear Mike won't miss this piece here, which is the part of the system that controls emotion. He's already a cold-hearted bitch anyways. Justin, you can be the executive producer. I don't want it. Just stop now, and I'll let you have it back. Come on, Miranda. Do you really think I want to be part of a lame-ass podcast anymore? 
I have a thousand Periscope followers. That's all I need. Who the hell is Miranda? Now, Mike, one should only speak if they can improve the conversation. <laughs> Mike, I'm Miranda. Ah, see? Here's the sack that holds the brain. I, I would really like some water. My god, that smells fantastic. Here, try some. Mmm, it's divine. Hashtag, hashtag, salutations, Felicia. Or whatever the kids say these days. I would really like some water, asshole. You watch your mouth, young lady. I ain't never gonna hire you now, you kitty toucher. Now, Mike. You keep your hands off me, you pervert. Remember what I said. If you can't be polite to our guest, you'll have to sit at the kitty table. He's a stalker. You get out of here. Okay, then. Now, Miranda, here's some water. Take a sip. You're not going anywhere, Justin. Now, that's really interesting. Did you get these from Mike's bag? He's such a slut. I'm really pressed for time, so where's the key? Where's the key? Above or below the wrist, Miranda? This is really gonna hurt. Jim Cobb is laying on the afternoon bed at this moment. All we're doing is laying down our lives. We're not letting them take our lives. We're laying down our lives. You're gone. And that's okay with you. I'm the past. Nobody let me know that you don't make me kill nobody. All they're doing is taking a drink to take to go to sleep. That's what death is, sleep. It has come to our unfortunate attention that both the name and nature of anomalies has been ravaged as if it were a hole in the back alley and a place on display of the God of the whole. Hey guys, what's going on? This is Mike, and you're back for another uh, episode of the Dissection Table podcast. And I'm joined by Justin. Hello. And Tara. Hi. She's a hoe. And this is episode six, Monsters and Mayhem. And today is July 11th, 2015. How do you guys feel? The birds are alive. The grass is the green. The sun was out today. The sun was actually out. Uh, it's been raining here a lot. Cold. So thank you for your prayers, everyone. <laughs> it's been very hard keep we haven't had a coming. summer keep yeah keep coming. your prayers coming please so i can get in the pool yeah we just we just want to go swimming need a tan. yeah we've been off for two weeks and we haven't even been able to enjoy ourselves um we've been uh working on justin's classes which are finally done Thank goodness. and uh so now we're going to be back to normal for the most part as normal as we can get Anyways, um, so let's get into what we're going to talk about this week. First, we're going to talk about the monsters that we love but scare the shit out of us. Mm-hmm. And uh, then we're going to talk about real-life monsters. We're going to talk about the Chillicothe serial killer, allegedly. And we're going to talk about the guy that we're calling Zeus Brown the Cannibal. 
which is going to be interesting. And we're going to talk about Monster Mania, which is the convention coming up at the end of this month that we're very excited for. So that's going to be balls to the wall excited. Uh, We also have an interview with Joe Pincushion from Philadelphia. um, So that's going to be really fun. And then we also have a band. We have a band. Band. Isn't that amazing? We have a band on here. They're not here. No, not here. They're not here right now. Very good band. Yeah, I mean, I love their songs. So, um, their new EP, uh, Party Monsters, dropped on July third. We have a song for you guys to listen to, so you guys can go and buy it. Yes. Yeah. So that's pretty much all we're gonna. That's pretty much all we're gonna do. All right. So monsters that we love but scare the shit out of us. I think the first one that we should talk about uh, is Bigfoot. Tara is a Bigfoot conventionalist. So she's almost like our expert. She's like an expert. Oh, if being, if not, if not living out here didn't make you an expert, she is an expert because she's been to the conventions. Like Mike and I, right now, we live in the sticks. I think she lives deeper into the sticks. There's she's claims that Bigfoot's been to Brush Creek. She's like the end of the paved road. Like she is where Literally. the pavement ends. We went to pick her up, and like it was a goat trail. Yes. I missed, so I missed the house. And I saw grass growing from the road, and I was like, we're back. Pretty much. I'm not going down this. Pretty much. Like, even the Amish don't go back there. (laughs) So. No, we don't have Amish. That's pretty bad. When the Amish are like, no, forget it. We're not doing it. (laughs) Tell us about that Bigfoot convention. Like, what, how did you first find out about it? Or, like, was that something that your parents are always like, Bigfoot? Oh, my dad loves Bigfoot. Is your brother Bigfoot or something? No. (laughs) My dad likes Bigfoot. It was in the paper. And he just decided he wanted to go. So we went, and they had a guy who showed videos of all kinds of Bigfoot stuff. Where was it at? It was in Salem. Okay. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Was Marlena there? Who? <laughs> <laughs> Not that Salem. Oh, sorry. No. No, they showed videos. They had pictures. They had um, feet where yeah. they cemented. And they had big feet. That's <laughs> big feet. groundbreaking big feet. right there. <laughs> Like, how many people do you think was there? Yeah. Probably 50 or more. Yeah. And it was, like, a local... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Everyone came. They had snacks, everything. Oh, pff, well, there was free food. Snacks! Like, no we wonder. were there for the snacks. <laughs> was um, there anything at the convention that, like, stands out right now as you think back on it? Like, is there something that's just like, oh, wow, I, I, it was really just cool. The, the bones, and they had bones. They had, they had bones. Had, yeah, like... Like fossils? Not, like, not on bones... Like that they couldn't uh, describe what had oh. okay. Like, like their okay. vi- like so his they victims. Had carcasses of animals that were fed on and yeah, and uh, nice. No jaws that could have matched it to have been. Wow, that's cool. That is really cool. So Justin looked up some Bigfoot stuff. Yeah, um, I figured today we'd start with a little bit of a description because a lot of people they're like, oh, this could be a Bigfoot, but they say that the average height is seven to seven and a half feet tall. Larger, but this was the average there. Um, they're usually solitary and uh, disposition, rarely seen with others. They have reddish brown auburn hair or fur. Yeah. Uh, their footprints, which I even got a ruler out because I was like, wow, I want to just see really what this looks like. Uh, their footprint 16 inches long was, and 7 inches wide. Is that what you were doing with the roller? Yes, that's what I was doing with the roller. Oh, okay. Yes, and I was like, Mike, give me your foot. I was um, confused. Yeah, you were confused. I wanted to see the width. And uh, like ours, because I think average ours was like, what, 4? I don't know. 3, I'd... 4 inches wide. 
and this was seven. I was like, that's amazing. So they have they have broad shoulders, flat faces, um, non-existent necks, sloped foreheads, noticeable bri- brow ridges. I mean, they grunt, they howl, they shriek. They sound like my exes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they sound a lot like some of yeah. the people I've dated. The guys and girls. Guys so, and girls, yeah. yeah. Strong, unpleasant mm-hmm. smell. That could also classify that, some exes. Yeah. Yeah. And that's so I'm a believer already because like, I've seen these. Portions of their limbs are closer to humans than that of primates. And ours, when you put your hands down to your waist, like it goes a little bit below your, your hips and onto your thigh. Right. Primates, they're going to go closer to the ground. They are more in between, but the mm-hmm. evidence is supporting that they're closer mm-hmm. to humans. So who knows what's going on there? No one knows. And what about those videos? What the videos, videos. that you, fa- okay. you saw? Um, these are on YouTube, so you can watch them. These are on YouTube, so you can check it out. In March uh, 2015, Utah American Fork Canyon near Tibble Fork Reserve, a hiker notices something moving, making noises in the tree line of the area he was hiking in. And I quote with this, uh, I thought I saw something a few minutes before when I was a little further away. It kind of scared me, but I figured it was probably just a moose, elk, or maybe a bear. The area is pretty forested, and I wasn't quite sure where the animal was. I only saw it for a second before it disappeared behind some trees. I had to walk through some snow and trees to get where I started, and then I recorded. And where, where was the guy at? Um, he was at the Utah American Fork Canyon near Tibble Fork Reserve, hmm. so Utah. And it was just really neat when we see the video is he's hiking, and he's basically running with his camera out. And you can see this very massive beast uh, running through the tree line as he's trying to run after it. Mm-hmm. It was kind of cool. I was, you know, I'm, I'm a very skeptical person in nature, and I was trying to figure out, well, what could it be? Doesn't look like a bear, doesn't look like a moose, doesn't look like an elk. The only other thing it could be is somebody who's playing a trick. But again, it just didn't look like a costume. Yeah. You know, it, it looked creepy. What, what was the other video? Um, the other video was Mary Greeley. And she posted a video in February 2015 that was recorded in December of 2014. The video records a herd of buffalo walking from a wooded area toward the camera. Uh, There's a three and a half minute, it's a three and a half minute video. Pretty boring to watch, I'll admit. But if you will fast forward to the three minute mark, you're going to see a group of large upright animals walking from the right side of the screen over to the left side and there's pine trees. When you get to that point, there is going to be one Bigfoot that emerges from behind the the pine tree. What I find really interesting is when you do look at this video, and here's the title, Today Buffalo Arrive at Old Faithful Geyser, Yellowstone National Park. Type that title in. It's Mm -hmm. Mary Greeley. Like I said, it's a boring video, but when you get to that three-minute mark, you're going to see some movement. Mm, I don't know. Yeah. They look like Nazi soldiers in the snow. Mm-hmm. Like they're just like, <laughs> mine hair and like <laughs> all walked in leather. Yeah. What were the other monsters? The Loch Ness monster. What do you guys think about her? I would say yes. I think she's probably real. I mean, why some, not? Or she was at some point. Real. You think everything's real? Yes. Um, I would say. I mean, I think STDs are real. Yes. They sure are. <laughs> <laughs> I would say there's too many credible witnesses that have seen something in Loch Ness. Yeah. 
to there just was, discount them. There was just footage uh, from a drone that was released like just a couple months ago where they saw something swimming mm-hmm. and they thought it was yeah. whatever. And there's another one too. There, I forget where that location is, but there's another kind of Nessie encounter, but they call it something different. Yeah. So, I mean, there could be two or thousands of these things. We just don't see them. Now, and uh, in Antarctica, they just discovered like thousands of new species. Mm-hmm. So it's very possible that right. things could live that we never know about. Right. And uh, the chupacabra, I definitely believe in this because I think the chupacabra raised me. So oh, you think? Yeah, it's, pos- <laughs> it's very possible. Never know. Um, yeah, I think they're just rabid wolves is what I think. What about aliens? <laughs> I <laughs> am a big believer in aliens. Aliens creep me the hell out. And he's so a science teacher. I'm a science teacher. There has to be something out there. Otherwise, it's a waste of space for True. us to be the only living. But the aliens that I think of are, they're here to do harm. I, mm. I mean, they're not here to help. They're not. They're here for their own selfish, pur- selfish purpose, mm-hmm. and that's what frightens me. Quantum physics says that if something is possible here, then the opposite has to be possible somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Never mind, it's not going to come out right. <laughs> I think that aliens are us in the future that are coming back, and that's and we're trying to get our coal. There's a wonderful show on the History Two channel. It's called Ancient Aliens, and that is their theory. Aliens are the future of the human race. Yeah, but I seriously think I could take an alien. I'm afraid of zombies to death, oh, yeah. but I think I could take an alien. But see, sometimes the aliens... Like, I would jump on their back and, like, get their head and their but big eyes, the and they would know thing... what to do, and I would just, like, get around and be like, wow! But see, what everybody reports, though, is when they see them, it's like they're under some kind of mind control. They can't move. They can control your movement, and then people that have been abducted, yeah. and they said they were cut into, and they're wide awake and can feel like they can't move. That's what scares me. My, I had a, an acquaintance uh, from the university that you went to, and we named her after that university, so I can't tell her the nickname. She dreamed that these men came into her house and shined these blue lights over her stomach, and then the next day she woke up, she had this giant belly, and she's had that belly ever since, and I just saw her a couple months ago. She still has it, and she looks like she's pregnant. And we've told her to go get it checked out, you know, because the big C. I'm sure that's what it is, but the dream itself creeps me out. Now, what about werewolves? I'm, I'm not gonna... talking Jacob werewolves. I'm talking Ooh, like... that, see, that's a whole different <laughs> topic right there. Hello. I'm not a believer in the werewolves of, you know, men being able to transform. I, I don't see that as... I, I... It's never been a big topic. The, well, obviously, there's a lot of role players mm-hmm. out there. Um, but there's like a whole subculture, and I think most of that derives from like Native Americans. Now, what about the Mothman? I Do you think the Mothman is just an alien? I no. Don't even get me started Go on ahead. Moth. That's what we're. <laughs> <laughs> she hates. She moths. met the Mothman <laughs> last night. Yes, you did meet him last night. A I huge did. moth. Yes. Explode. Mothman mm. is classified as a winged creature, a winged human. And I believe those exist because there are multiple reports throughout the entire globe yeah. of winged men. Um, so I would say Mothman is just one of the categories of that. So yeah. I do believe that there are winged creatures that fly, giant bat-like things. But I want to go to Point Pleasant. Which it's not is that far from here. It's not that far. Um, one day I will make it there. Um, I would love to just go and see everything and listen to the stories and the tales. And I'm going to stay home from that trip. Oh, okay. Okay. Oh. <laughs> well, All right. He got you a ticket. I don't think wow. he's supposed it's, to actually look no. like a moth, he though. Was, he was named after a villain off of, like, the 
60s, that Batman yeah, 60s, yeah. whatever TV I figured show. I it wasn't Christian uh, it Bale. Was, yeah. <laughs> the old Adam West show, there was a villain called Mothman, and I forget why they named him that, but that's that's how he got his name. It had nothing to do with the insect. Right. Okay, so we're going to take a break, and you guys are going to hear the wonderful sounds of Madison Apart. Uh, that's a band that we were introduced to on Twitter via a mutual friend, Wes Craven. Jeremy Moorhead, uh, you can follow him on Twitter at jt hellraiser it's r-a-z-o-r we'll talk about what we think about them after here's a little bit of a listen So we're back, and the audio is going to keep changing because we have an outstanding microphone, but we don't have soundproof room, and we, yeah, yeah, we don't have any of that. So we don't know what the hell we're doing. We're literally just drinking and sitting on the couch. We'll figure it out. Yeah, it'll be great. Um, so anyway, what did you? What do you guys think about Madison Apart? 
Um, Briefly. I, I will just start out. I'm a country music lover. And yeah. when I first listened to their song, I was like, oh, this is really cool. And then they get into this screaming kind of. You, yeah, so he, does, he doesn't, he doesn't really. I will say is the fact that I can understand what they're actually saying. But I listened to their entire album. It has six songs on it. Yeah, their new album. Uh, it was, I mean, three of them I put, like, I really like this song. So yeah, the new album is uh, Party Monsters, which is the name of the song that we just played. And uh, you guys can find it on iTunes, and you can name your own price. And you can go to you can go to madisonapart.bandcamp.com, and you can follow them on Facebook and on Twitter and all kinds of other things. And you scroll all the way down, you'll see their, their shit. Their shit. All right. So now we're getting into the part that Tara knows nothing about. Tara, how do you feel about serial killers? Yeah, well, you probably I'm slept with a couple. It's possible. Um, so I first heard about the the Chillicothe serial killer on Facebook. Someone was said that their friend from Maryland, I think it was Baltimore, which I I was surprised to hear that Baltimore had like cell phone service back. Now I'm happy for them. And they said, why are we hearing about this from Baltimore and not Pittsburgh and you know Columbus, Cincinnati, Cleveland? Why, why aren't they talking about it? This person has killed how many women now? Five? Four. Four. Okay, well, you, then you know more than I do. <laughs> well, no, well, no it's just there. Um, it started out on May 3rd, 2014. There, the very first woman was abducted. Since that date, there have been five other abductions. Right. Um, and there have been four bodies found. So there's two still out there that either haven't been found or... or Hopefully or other not. people haven't been right. reported because right. most of the women have been prostitutes mm-hmm. and are heroin addicts. They allegedly all know each other from the same, or they do know each other from the same rehab center. But right. allegedly, um, from what we've uh, read into, uh, it may be the Great Seal Clinic of uh, Sayoto Paint Valley Mental Health Center. Might be that Might one, be. but we dug into it and that's mm-hmm. what we came up with. And we have um, quotes from different officers that have worked, um, who's working on this case. The investigation so far has not produced any evidence that the missing females and deceased females are tied to any one person. But But that's not what CNN had reported. And then as you go on, uh, police are not convinced that just one person is behind the four deaths that have been discovered. But my thought, too, is not all serial killers are going to be one person. True. When I was going through the list trying to figure out, you know, different serial killers, motives, whatever. Um, a lot of them had a partner in crime. Yep. So, Look at Ghostface. Yeah. I mean, it tight. There's almost to, always two. Right. And they were all found by bodies of water. And uh, the fact that all of these women knew each other, they were all heroin addicts. It sounds like someone trying to clean up the streets. Right. And that's the last quote that a local resident said on a news report. Uh, He thinks that someone is trying to clean up the heroin addicts and prostitution in the immediate area. Well, hopefully they catch this guy or woman. Which brings us to our second topic under real life monsters. Justin is extremely excited about this one. I'm extremely excited about this one because I may get to interview Hannibal Lecter. This guy goes by the name 
Zeus Brown, which is what we're going to call him. What ha- what ha- happened was he killed his girlfriend. Then he beat the crap out of his mom, which I mean, you beat the crap out. You lay a hand on your mom. You're a bad guy. And he went to he went to jail because he killed his girlfriend. He served 14 years and then he got out and he beat the crap out of his mom then. And he went to, he got arrested. They set his bail at like two hundred and fifty thousand dollars. They thought that was too high because they didn't know his past. So they lowered it to $500 cash and his girlfriend had $500 cash or got it from someone, bailed him out and they were on their merry little way. Six weeks later, they found out, killed her, ate her brains and took out her lung and her heart possibly may have ate the heart. Wow. Wow. And the most shocking part is he's not in a jail, like prison. He's in a county jail. Jail, just, just a county, a county jail, jail. He, which is why we made the joke at the beginning about Caddis and the guys being mm-hmm. changed to things that actually happened in Caddis. The fucking retarded people, I know who they were, and I, and I hope you listen. Chained them to the pole outside of the sheriff's station so they could smoke a cigarette, and they just pff, took off. Like, I'm not saying that's going to happen with this guy, because this guy, he's, he's in confinement yeah, for 23-hour confinement. He's only out once an hour every day. We're going to interview him for the podcast. What do you think, Tara? <laughs> That's what my therapist said. <laughs> uh, we're taking precautions. I have uh, a message in with the county jail yep. to get their feedback before we send him a letter. But <laughs> yeah, they were like, "Go for it." <laughs> if you want to talk to him, talk to him. Hashtag hashtag protection. <laughs> Use a condom. So we'll uh, we'll keep you guys informed as to how that's gonna go down, and uh, we're reaching out to his mother as well we're gonna keep you informed as to how that's going i mean i think it's just fascinating this guy's story he's in indiana he's not that far away i mean we haven't had a huge serial killer for a long time uh this guy's not gonna go on trial until august of next year so he's just sitting around waiting for freaks like us and i can remember being a little boy and hearing the stories of jeffrey dahmer yeah and i mean that was like my first exposure to serial killers is was his case and terrifying oh yeah i mean can you imagine they lowered his bail to 500 dollars cash his girlfriend bailed him out and then he ate her brains I would be very upset as I'm but dying. He's that insane. I'd be like very upset as I'm dying. Like I bailed your ass out. Right. And where's my five hundred dollars? Yeah. Honey. <laughs> but my no. Brains. Yeah. But again, so it will be kind of neat to see what he has to say if he does agree to do right. any of this. If he doesn't, we're still gonna try to talk to his mother. Mm-hmm. And if not, then we'll reach out to the family of the victim. Uh, regardless, we're gonna stay on top of it and hopefully bring you some more details with that. So with that, we're going to take another uh, break here in a second. We're going to do the interview with Joe Pincushion, but first we're going to talk about Monster Mania. So Monster Mania is now in exactly 20 days. How do you feel? Um, It's awesome. Our rooms are reserved. Airbnb. Um, So we're good there. We're we're ready. We're We're set. We're waiting for our VIP bracelets to come in the mail and and we'll be ready to go. We're going to have some beers with uh, with Jeremy Moorhead when we get there. Or maybe not when we get there, but at some yes. point. Uh, <laughs> yeah, drink with them the whole time. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, we're going to get to meet Nev Campbell, and we're going to get to meet Roger Jackson, and we're going to get to meet Sid Haig, and we're going to get to meet 
all Daniel Harris and, and just the fans. Like we're going yeah, to get and to the fans the, are going to be the horror fans out there. Yeah, and they have now they're going to have a uh, screen marathon. That's going to be awesome. And Mike, you showed me a picture of some soap. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh my the, gosh, it had the the scream face on the soap. Yeah. It was amazing. Um, I would like to purchase. And they it. they have other they have others too. Um, if you go on my Twitter account, you can uh, see I tweet I retweeted them. Uh, so you can check out the soap. They're going to be there. Now let's segue into our interview with Joe Pincushion, who I have to say was a very nice lady. She was very nice. Very, very nice funny. girl. Very funny. Very upbeat. And uh, we recorded this um, July 2nd, maybe? Something like that? Yeah. Um, because this was for our 4th of July episode that we didn't get to do because that weekend we had a lot of stuff that happened. And we had some technical difficulties. We had some technical difficulties. We had some family emergencies. We had all kinds of stuff. So anyway, we recorded it, and uh, you'll get to hear our conversation now with Joe. She's great. She's the host of Scrapple TV's Creepy Basement, and uh, you can, can I'll give you all of her information afterwards. Okay, we're going to call Miss Joe now. We call her from the phone. One, you have long distance, right? Uh, we can't give out her number to the fans. And we call her now. Oh. Oh. Hello? Hey, Joe. What's going on? Not much. All right. I'm ready. Well, I'm ready for this. We're ready to rumble. Yeah. <laughs> so, how's your day going? It's ready for the 4th of July weekend. That's good. My favorite holiday. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. I love America. Right. Who doesn't love America, right? Right. <laughs> You'll live somewhere else if you don't love America. Exactly. Go to Canada. So you ready? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. So, uh, what do we call you? Do we call you Joe, Joanna, Boss, Freaky Lady? Uh, it's Joe Pincushion. Is the name you can call me Joe. Uh, my real name is Joanna. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm. They just don't say my last name because I hate my la my real last name. Right. I don't even think I could say it if I if I tried. So. Um. <laughs> That's why I don't like it because no one can say it. <laughs> right. Right. Uh, well, you can call me Your Highness or Mr. Marker, whatever you're comfortable with. Okay. <laughs> and uh, so, what do you do? Like, what's your thing? What's your What do you do? I am an actress, writer, producer, and content creator in the Philadelphia area. Oh, and uh, you do you're the host of Creepy Basement, right? Yes, it's uh, Scrabble TV's uh, show, Creepy Basement. It's one of my favorite pet projects. Um, so, tell us how that got started. Well, uh, I knew. Zito from their first film, Alpha Girls, and uh, we've been talking and hanging out in Philadelphia for a few years, and I've been doing uh, podcasting, actually, for a long time in Philly, and I wasn't really happy with where it was going, I wanted I wanted to do more in the horror genre, I was talking more uh, geek culture, uh, sex and relationship culture, and it really wasn't what I, I really enjoyed, Right. so... Uh, I, I, I went to Witch Out Films and I asked Johnny Dito and one of the other producers, Kevin Gallagher, I was like, hey guys, I, I'd love to do an interview series, I'd love to do something with horror, if you're looking for someone to do this, like, I'm your girl. Yeah. So they came back to me and they were actually like, we have this idea for a show called Creepy Basement, because <laughs> the basement of Witch Out Films is super creepy, and we think you'd be great for it. So they really took me under their wing and they helped me produce this. Uh, and I really, it wouldn't be the same show without these guys because yeah. uh, the way it's made is we shoot about 
for two to the day, for one day, and then we spread them out. Right. Um, I've learned so much production-wise, pre-production-wise, uh, how with YouTube videos and, and short web series, what you really need to do is, is be minimal and just use it as a tool to exercise your craft, and that's what that's what it's best used for, for me and, uh, and my friends. Well, it, it, I mean, it looks great. I've watched a lot of the episodes, and we liked the one with Skeletor. That was probably our, our favorite that we've seen. Everybody, everybody loves Skeletor because he's just such a lovable dude. Yeah, he definitely, and, he, and when he sings the karaoke, I mean, how can you, your heart just melts with that one. <laughs> yeah, he, he's a, in that karaoke night, it's always, always a good time. I think uh, Nerdist was in town uh, one year in Philadelphia, and they actually did karaoke with Skeletor, so that was pretty fun. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah, so if you're ever in the area and uh, there's Skeletor karaoke going on at the Trocadero, I highly recommend it. Definitely have to check it out, yeah. <laughs> uh, so you do a lot of blogging and uh, you still do the podcast? Uh, I, I stopped doing the podcast, um, as you know, as a podcast. Right. It's a shitload of work. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was basically producing that solo and I had co-hosts and I did interviews and I, I featured musicians and... After a while, like doing all that work, like putting in about 20 to 30 hours of work a week to do to produce that podcast, as well as the other stuff that I did, it just uh, every once in a while you have to step back and, and make a decision. Yeah. And I decided to, to stop doing podcasting and to focus on uh, Crackle TV and Woodshop Films. And uh, I think it was a great decision because I learned that there, I mean, you shouldn't carry a production 100% on your back. Um, right. If you do, you'll stretch yourself out and bring yourself out easily. Uh, sure. The great thing about Creepy Basement is it's just three or four people helping each other out and putting out great content, and it makes a big difference. And I am so uh, significantly less stressed out and, and happier doing Creepy Basement because it's a collaborative effort. Yeah. I would say. Well, it's great. I mean, I think it's it's awesome. We're gonna definitely gonna have to put the links up on our website so everybody can watch them because they're they're great. Yeah, thanks. I try to I, I try to make them fun and, and goofy, um, but I also uh, bring some people that have really cool professions. Like Dave Dean is on one of the uh, episodes, and he actually sculpted the Buddy Jesus oh, uh, wow. in the film Dogma. So. Uh, we talked about that, and um, there was this girl, uh, lead singer to the X from this um, S&M punk band called Gash that came in, and we talked about her process, we talked about acceptance, we talked about being weird. So I really, I like it to be a place where people can have fun, but also learn some things from weird people that they might not normally talk to. True, yeah. Um, and and uh, it, I, people seem to be enjoying it, which, which I love. That's great, yeah. So, how did a pretty young thing like you get mixed up with horror junkies? I mean, what landed you doing horror? Is it something you always wanted to do, or was it like a divine intervention, like a divine calling? Well, well don't let my pretty face uh, fool you. I have scared plenty of people in my day. <laughs> uh, I used to work in haunted houses, uh, and um, I've always loved horror movies. Uh, when I was very young, I was terrified of them, but when I became like a teenager and college, like it's just... It's a fun way to watch a movie, turn your brain off, and just be entertained, yeah. always. Um, but yeah, then I started working in haunted houses, and uh, I, I learned how to scare people. I created a haunted house at LaSalle University while I was there, and it's just always been ingrained in me. I'm a weird kid. I <laughs> love, uh, I grew up watching movies like Young Frankenstein and Beetlejuice. Oh, yeah. So, uh, 
Exactly, right? <laughs> now, you recently did a music video where you portrayed a cow goddess. How does, how does yeah. one prepare for that? Um, it, it's very, by my friend Hannah Hamilton, who is the director of this music video, uh, she just came up with this weird concept of this god deity that presented uh, three symbolic uh, symbols, and then within these three symbolic symbols you see different themes. Uh, one of them being a woman painted like a cow with other straps to her stomach, and she's just she's in a bikini that's also cow printed. <laughs> it's weird, and she's like basically a fountain. <laughs> so it's just one of them. But yeah, um, join me to play cow goddess because um, she works with me on American Exorcist, and she knows that the uh, special effects makeup artist Steve Saturn is really good at what he does, and she uh, turns me into this cow. Uh, Goddess-Deity hybrid, Yeah. Um, that's the special effects makeup that you see, and Hannah made the costume, and she just looked at me, and uh, she she based the costume off of the Virgin Mary, because <laughs> if, you're, if you're raised Catholic, you know that's the mother of Jesus, the mother of God, so right. it was like a cool blue and white costume, and she was just like, just be motherly, <laughs> and it was like, I wasn't trying to scare people, it was weird, because I had this really creepy face on, yeah. but at the same time, I was trying to emulate, like, uh, the Virgin Mary, and right. I was trying to be, like, motherly and loving, <laughs> and, uh, like, this God that just oversees these situations, and, and isn't necessarily vengeful, but she, she just makes things happen. Now, it was really cool. It was really fun. Now, is it up? Can they, can people go and see it now, or they, is it still in post-production? Uh, it's still in post-production. We just filmed it uh, two Saturdays ago, and I believe that they're still they're finishing filming uh, this weekend. Okay, great. So there's still a few more scenes that they need to put together, but I'm sure once it hits the web, I'm going to put it everywhere on, uh, on my social media. So feel free to follow me on Twitter, at Joe Pincushion, if you would like. Yeah, everyone should do that. Yep. <laughs> um, so real quick, you did a master class with Dustin Hoffman. Uh, it ended, right? Is that over now? you to be a, a cow goddess, it would be Justin Hoffman. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the only person who, who can tell, tell me how to do it. But, um, yeah, it's definitely helping me. 
me, there, there are opportunities to submit uh, videos and then he could critique it, but he didn't pick one of my videos, but maybe next time. I'll I mean, yeah. Trying, right. Uh, and see if, if, he, if he gives me a critique. But it's a great class. Anyone that's, that's an actor or is interested in the craft of acting, it's, uh, it's just 90 bucks, and you go on masterclass.com and sign up. And everybody should always uh, learn. They should always be sharpening their skills. Right, they should always try to better themselves. Yep. Yes, absolutely. So tell us about American Exorcist, because this sounds really cool. Tell us uh, how did you get started, and tell us a little bit what you can about it. Well, uh, American Exorcist is awesome, so I'm going to say, first off. Um, the way I got involved in that was Johnny Vito is also uh, one of the co-directors, along with Trey Trove, and Johnny Vito is one of the producers on Creepy Basement. So we've been working on Creepy Basement for like two years now, uh, and I'm actually, uh, I give him a ride home from the studio every day, so like he's been he was telling me about the, the, what they want to do with the script, and uh, one day driving home, he was like, hey, we're actually going to ask if uh, you want to be in it. And I was really excited. Yeah, I and bet. Said, uh, yeah, hell yeah, hell yeah, I'll be in it. <laughs> of course. I mean, I saw Alpha Girls, uh, I think it was about three years ago, and I had just gotten, I, I would say, into the scene in Philadelphia, and I saw the movie, I saw what they were doing, and I was like, that's where I want to be, these are the people I want to be with, right. and uh, to, you know, years later be able to say that I collaborated with them on this awesome movie, which is uh, American Exorcist, uh, the short pitch of that is, it takes place in a haunted high-rise on Christmas Eve, okay. and our lead character, Georgette Dubois, is hired to debunk the myth of, of this office building that supposedly possessed. Um, she is a skeptic. She doesn't believe in God. She doesn't believe in anything. Uh, but she comes from a long line of exorcists. Uh, and, and it's a really cool movie. I mean, there are a bunch of things that happen in this office building, one of which you guys see right away in the first scene. Um, something happens in 1984, mm -hmm. and uh, that's where you see me. Ooh. But uh, and Bill Mosley actually hires uh, Georgette. Uh, Bill Mosley's character hires Georgette Dubois to uh, play by Fallon Jocelyn to uh, debunk these myths. But uh, there's a little more to oh. Bill Mosley's character than meets the eye, oh. obviously. Obviously. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys have a GoFundMe, right? So how can people who want to help go and and help you guys out with that? Yeah, if you go to AmericanExorcistMovie.com, it'll take you to our GoFundMe. We actually did successfully fund a Kickstarter in March. Right. And we had people reach out to us like, oh, we, we didn't get to donate in time for the Kickstarter. What are you guys doing now? So we thought we'd, uh, we'd launch this GoFundMe campaign. And with, uh, with this GoFundMe campaign, we want to get some bigger names. We have uh, two more days of shooting. We have some more scenes. Uh, so you want to get some cool cameos. Right. We want to be able to get this done right in post, and we want to be able to take it on board eventually and have people see it. Of course. Yeah. We're going to do a lightning round of questions. Are you are you prepared for that? Okay. Lightning round. All yeah, right. i got to get the first, for this. Yeah. Just the first thing that comes into your mind. All right. All right. <laughs> All right. Uh, when you're alone in your car, what do you do? What do you think about? Oh, I, I think about, um, I wonder if there's a car that runs on farts. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, why not? I feel like the place where I fart the most is in my car. Right, because there's no one around, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and if, it, and if my farts are, are fueling up, 
so much easier. True. That, that, truer words have never been spoken. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, what song best describes your worth ethic? I would say ambitious. My, my friends might call me uh, like a workaholic or crazy, but I, I definitely I have a lot of dreams and a lot of goals, and I intend to accomplish every single one of them. All right. A penguin walks into the room right now wearing a sombrero. Uh, what does he say, and why is he there? He just walked in behind you. Uh, he just said it was a bad day at the Ice King's Castle. <laughs> uh, if we come to your house... A giant uh, adventure time, Ben! All right, sorry. <laughs> uh, if, we, uh, if we come to your house for dinner, what are you going to cook for us? Uh, since I'm Italian, I will probably cook uh, shrimp scampi because it's super easy and it's usually a home run. I love cooking uh, food for my friends. It's awesome. one of my favorite things to do. Wow, so I guess we're going to have to stop at your place when we're in Cherry Hill, so that's yeah, gonna, yeah, we're going totally. to we're have to come for some shrimp. Some yeah, <laughs> I think the last thing is just, uh, it's been really fun talking to you, and uh, would you consider coming back sometime, maybe? Yeah, absolutely, and I won't be late this time. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's fine. <laughs> I'm here for you. Well, I appreciate that, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thank you. Yep, thank you. Have a good All one. Right, you too. All right, bye. Bye. So Joe was really sweet. Joe was awesome. You guys can go to her website, joepincushion.com, and follow her on Twitter at joepincushion, um, J-O, not J-O-E. She's not Joe Dirt. <laughs> I loved how she had a really good sense of humor. I mean, if you guys haven't seen the videos on Scrapple TV's Creepy Basement, you're missing out because Skeletor is hilarious. Every All of them are great. When she went inside the Insidious Chapter 3, uh, I think that was great. Um, so you have to follow her. She's 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 great. She seems like she'd be just a fun person to hang out with. Yeah. You know? Well, hopefully she says she was going to make us some uh, calamari yeah. or shrimp scampi. Yeah. So we're going to stop at her house on our way back from Philadelphia. Yeah. And well, she's going to be at Monster Mania, too. There go. So uh, with American Exorcist. So um, also you can check out their GoFundMe. Uh, she said in the interview, you can go to American Exorcist movie dot com. It'll take you to their GoFundMe page, and you should definitely do that. So now we're just going to do some final thoughts. Tara, how did you like this experience? It was nice. I enjoyed it. Yeah. It was fun. She'd rather be getting fucked, but I don't know. Oh. She's going to Dane County, so she's going to get it in. <laughs> that know. means nothing to anyone that's going to listen to this. <laughs> it's great to be back. We've missed you guys. So our shout-out will have to be to Chris. You want to give the shout-out to Chris? Yeah, Chris, hey, thanks for hanging in with us there, and I know this has been a long time coming. Yeah. But here at, it is. At Slasher underscore TV. He's our super fan. Of course, we're going to give a shout-out to at Monster Mania and at, uh, for Jeremy, um, at JT Hellraiser and at Joe Pincushion and at Elizabeth Banks because we've seen a lot of movies with her in it lately that we haven't got to see yet. looks phenomenal. I hope you guys tune in every Tuesday to the live podcast where we just sit back, kind of like we are now, but it's live, and we watch MTV scream and we tell you what we think. And uh, that's all I'm going to say about that. I think you said enough there. That says it all. So with that... I think we're about done for the week. I hope you guys are having a great fucking summer, and I hope we talk to you soon. And if not... Hang in there. Hang in there. It gets better. Hashtag it gets better (laughs) when you die. (laughs) She's not really a whore. She just likes to get fucked. I'm not a slut. I'm not a slut. I just love love. 
all they're doing is taking a drink to take to go to sleep. That's what death is sleep. It has come to our unfortunate attention that both the name and nature of anomalies have been ravaged as if it were a hole in the back alley and then placed on display for the public eye to behold.